Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. When Jesse Calvert learned that her husband was suffering from a serious heart condition, her discovery had started Brett Cameron on a train of thought, one which led into a realm Ben's wife found very frightening. The heart stimulant Dr. Lewis had prescribed must always be available, the physician had insisted. For if Ben were to have an attack, it might mean the difference between life and death. And Brett had worked out a scheme for substituting the precious bottles of medicine with plain water. It had been Jesse's sweetheart who thought out the plan, and Jesse who had reluctantly carried it into action. Her love for the unscrupulous Mr. Cameron had outweighed her moral scruples. But they were still far from success, Brett said. Unless something were done, it might be months, even longer, before Ben would suffer an attack. He demanded that Jesse think of a way to speed things up. Well, today, Jesse is driven to Brett's cottage near the river. Jesse, you must have something up your sleeve. You have that self-satisfied look. Oh, why shouldn't I? I've been working like a beaver, and I found out just what I wanted to know. I believe I would have made quite a good detective. I'm sure you would, my dear. However, I prefer you in a less professional role. Oh, believe me, it isn't easy to get people to tell you things without their realizing. But I managed it. And what did you find out? Well... In the first place, that story about Emil and Klaus Bergman was just what I suspected. The rumor that their deaths were due to an officer's negligence? Mm-hmm. Naturally, I can't vouch for the accuracy of the story. It may not be true, even. Well, I'm sure that sort of thing must be exceptional, but it doesn't particularly matter whether it's actually true or not. No. The main point is that the Bergmans believe it, if they do. And that's just it. I talked to quite a few people around town. Everyone says they're very bitter. They insist the boys needn't have died at all. And being their only sons, well, I can imagine how they must feel. Mm, they probably built the story up out of all proportion, too. Lonely old people, sentimental. Oh, yes. Which plays right into our hands, Brett. I'm sure when Ben talks to Henry Bergman, tells him that Randy Lane's father was guilty of very much the same thing during the First World War... We'll get exactly the reaction we want. Well, very possibly. If Ben does talk to Bergman. Well, as a matter of fact, Ben's going out to the Bergman place today. I've got him entirely sold on the idea. Jesse, that's wonderful. Well, it wasn't hardly what you'd call difficult so far as Ben's concerned. After all, he's smarting terribly because Randy took the Bergman deal right out from under his nose. He's dying to get back at Randy. And he could see that this was a wonderful way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till Randy finds out what the reason is for his losing his first big deal. Especially the fact the story puts his father in such a black light. Mm. Why, he'll be furious. And with Randy's temper, he'll doubtless rush right over to Ben and demand an explanation. <laughs> and an apology, probably. <laughs> well, if he does, Jesse, our worries are over. Well, of course, I realize there are quite a few possibilities of a slip-up. The whole thing depends on everyone's reacting, as I expect them to. That's right. But, my dear, you know these people and their thought patterns quite thoroughly. All except the burden. Well, they're very simple people. I'm sure you haven't gone wrong about them. No, Jesse, so far as I can see, you've left very few loopholes. Well, I only hope you're right. One thing about it does bother me, though. What's that? Well, I've always been rather fond of Randy Lane. He's attractive, intelligent. Frankly, I've nothing against him at all. Well, nobody said you should have. But don't you see, Brett? 
If what we expect does happen, as we think it will, imagine how Randy's going to feel. Why, he'll always consider himself responsible for Ben's death. Let him. All the better for us. Oh, but it's so unfair. Besides, Jesse Randy needn't feel distressed, regardless of what happens. He's probably justified in confronting Ben, resenting the fact that his father's good name had been questioned. Ben happens to have a bad heart. It's not Randy's fault. And if he dies... Don't be, please. Well, Jesse, don't be so inconsistent. You arrive all elated because of what you've worked out, and then you start to cringe at a word. I can't help it. Wondering how we'll feel. Knowing we're the ones who caused it all. My dear girl, we won't have caused anything. Well, how can you say that? We're the ones... Look, who... Jesse, all we've done is to take advantage of an inevitable chain of events. We didn't create that chain, or even one single link in it. The Bergman's bitterness about their losing their sons, did we cause it? Mm, no. Are we responsible for Ben's having a bad heart? No, of course we're not. And we certainly have nothing to do with the bad blood between your husband and the Lane family. You admit that, don't you? Well, yes. Well, there you are, then. Why should we torture ourselves with self-accusations? Well, when you put it like that... It's I... the only sensible way to put it, my sweet. So just you forget your foolish fears. Remember, it's all inevitable. Inevitable. I wonder. I still say we can't be positive about the Bergman, regardless of what we think they'll do. Ben's wife was silent, wishing she could visualize the scene which must be taking place between her husband and Henry Bergman. Suppose Ben had changed his mind. Perhaps he hadn't gone out to the Bergman place after all. But Jesse's fears were needless. At that same moment, Ben Calvert sat in the neat parlor of the Bergman home in conversation with the kindly old man who was to be an innocent factor in Brett Cameron's scheme. Henry, you've known me for a good many years, haven't you? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Calvert. Ever since Louisa and me came here to Wakefield. Let me see. This 12 for the rights in... Excuse me, I'm... <laughs> I mean 12 or 13 years now. 12 or 13 years. It's a long time, Henry. You get to know a man pretty well in all that time. Ah, yeah? So I think you must know me for an honest man. I don't pull my punches, Henry. You ought to know that by now. You never did me any harm, Mr. Calvert. I should hope not, nor anyone else in this community. That's why I came to see you today. There's something you might be interested to know. I felt it my duty to tell you. Something I must know. Other. I don't understand. Oh, and you will in a minute. I'm a very successful man, Henry, so a sale here or there makes very little difference to me. I mean, I don't want you to think my coming out here has anything to do with the fact you decided you wanted someone else to sell your property for you. That's not the important thing. Something important? About selling the farm? Indirectly, yes. When you and your wife received word about the boys, Henry, no one in Wakefield, I'm sure, felt your loss more deeply than I did. They were fine sons. I know how you must have suffered when you heard they'd been lost overseas. They were all we had, Mr. Carroll. I shared your sorrow at the time, and I still do. Especially, I know how bitter you must have felt knowing their deaths were unnecessary. Knowing that they died because of another man's cowardice. If you don't mind, Mr. Calvert, it, it is very painful to talk about it. I'm sorry, Henry, but there's something you don't know. It's about Randy Lane's father. His father, Mr. Calvert? I didn't know him. But Randy is a fine boy. Louis and me, we both like him a lot. <laughs> he reminds us of our own... I wonder how you and your wife would feel, though, if you knew Randy's father was guilty of very much the same act of cowardice which caused the loss of your own boys, Beeman and Klaus. The same? You mean 
He was a coward? Yes, Henry. He was an officer during the First World War. And because of cowardly negligence, well, many of his men paid. You know, this is true. Randolph Lane and I were in France at the same time during the First War. I... I know it's true, all right. I see. And since you're doing business with his son, presumably on the basis that he's a veteran, I thought you'd want to know. Maybe Randy has something in common with Emil and Klaus, but his father... Well, he certainly had plenty in common with the officer who was responsible for your boys not coming home. To cause a death of fear for oneself. There's no excuse. None. That's how I feel, Henry. I think of my boys. They were so young. They were good boys. And then, to die for nothing. This I cannot forget. Nothing. I cannot. Naturally. No one can blame you. There are many things a man cannot forgive in his heart, Mr. Calvert. Many things. The old man's kindly face, ordinarily more accustomed to revealing sorrow, was set in anger now. Studying him, Ben Calvert told himself his purpose was accomplished. But I wonder, Ben, if you are right. Perhaps Henry Bergman's anger is directed toward a man who deliberately stirs up old hatred and bitterness. Perhaps he suspects that your true motivation is the desire to strike back at Randy Lane, 